Welcome to the Details of Life with Marcus Wilson. I am your host, Marcus Wilson. And ladies and gentlemen, I am excited about what we have coming for you this week. You know, a lot of us are missing sports. Us basketball fans are missing basketball so bad. Many of us are being reduced to watching NBA 2K being played on TV by some NBA players. That's how bad we're missing the game. But you know what? I got you. I got you covered this week. This week, I'm what I call AAU week. I'm bringing five of the best AAU programs in the country onto the podcast Monday through Friday. Today, here on Monday, we're bringing you Brad Bill Elite out of the state of Missouri, representing the EYBL. Tuesday, we have Southern Assault, formerly known as YGC 36, representing the Adidas Circuit out of Texas. Wednesday, West Coast Elite, one of the best AAU programs in the country out of California, representing the Under Armour Circuit. Thursday, Indiana Elite, representing the Adidas Circuit. And Friday, closing up with Indy Heat. Out of the EYBL. So we have two Nike teams, two Adidas teams, one Under Armour team. And you know what? All these guys are my friends. So I thank them for making the time. You know, normally something like this would have been really hard to put together, but I know all these guys. You know, like obviously I'm here in St. Louis, so I know Tim Holloway and the people with the Eagles. Von Thomas, I've been knowing him for years. We was kicking in the final fours years ago. Um, Wednesday, I know Ryan Silver. He's the one the one I probably met most recently, but one of the people high up in this program, Jake Stansborough, is one of my good friends. We coach together here at St. Louis University. Thursday, I've been knowing Mark Adams for years out of, uh, from Indiana Elite. Him and his son, Drew, uh, coaching over at Bradley. Great people. And Friday, Todd Hensley running the Indiana Heat program. Me and him were on teammates, 15U, on Speece, when Indy Heat used to be called Speece. So these are all my friends, and I thank them for making the time. Of course, I wanted to be as unbiased as possible, so I asked pretty much the same questions to every one of them to allow them to answer them how they see fit. And, you know, this wasn't something to try to compare the programs against each other. This is something because all five of these programs are very high level, very high level in their respective circuits and all across the country. So I think this is going to be good for players. This is going to be good for parents. Obviously, college coaches are going to be tuning in. And I also think it's good for other AAU programs to tune in and see how these guys are doing it because they're obviously doing something right. They all have a ton of All-Americans who have came through there, coaches who have went on to college, bunch of pros, all that. So just really thankful for this. You guys are going to learn a lot from this and hopefully this will be your fix. You know, we're about to be coming into the live period this upcoming weekend. This upcoming weekend, coaches would have been out watching these teams and recruiting All-Americans off of these teams. But until then, you got this. So before I dive into uh, today's guest, Tim Holloway from Brad Bill Elite, some of you might be wondering, well, who is this guy? You know, if you have never tuned into the podcast, who is he? How does he know these people? You know, what, what makes him credible to talk about some of these things? Well, I'll give you a brief little synopsis of myself. I played college basketball at the University of Evansville. It was the 1999 Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year. After that, played some uh, NBA Summer Leagues, but primarily played 12 years in Europe professionally. Came back home, got into the business world, worked a couple jobs, started missing the game. So in 2013, I got hired on the staff at St. Louis University, was a coach there, went on, went to the NCAA tournament, won a tournament uh, game there. In 2016, we were let go from SLU. I got into my, my current job. And I, in 2017, I started doing color commentating for the University of Evansville. And in 2018, I was picked up by the Missouri Valley Conference as a color commentator and basketball analyst for the Missouri Valley Conference on ESPN3 and ESPN+. I do think I have a little bit of credibility and I know the game. I've played it. I commentated. I analyzed it. I've coached it. I've been to the tournament as a player and as a coach. So hopefully you give me an opportunity for what I bring to the table. So enough about me. This is about these guys. Today, like I said, we have Tim Holloway from Brad Bill Elite. And anybody who's ever seen Brad Bill Elite play, they know you're tough, they're talented, and they're going to get after it. 
always have high level players and man they're just fun to watch we talk about a lot of things just like with all these programs we talk about is the summer period going to happen this summer um recruitment what they do to develop their players on and off the court and so much more so without further ado let's go in and talk to tim holloway Welcome to the details of life. And like I just prefaced, my next guest is the director of one of the best EYBL teams in the Midwest and in the country, for that matter, uh, Tim Holloway of Brad Bill Lee. How you doing, Tim? Doing great, Marcus. Thank you for having me on, man. It's a pleasure. Thank you for making the time to come on. So, uh, you know, for people that don't know about Brad Bill Lee, I know that the name changed recently, but could you tell us how the team started, who started it, and how did you get your sponsorship deal and get where you're at right now? Sure, sure. So St. Louis Eagles started back in 1988. Uh, Rich Gray was challenged by Harold Bailey, who at the time was the uh, supervisor of the St. Louis City Parks and Recs Department. And he really kind of challenged Rich to put together some local guys and compete in the AAU Nationals and try to put the, the kids on the map in the city. And so, you know, of course, that challenge uh, from, our, uh, from Harold to our late founder, Rich Gray, uh, he, along with Bill Vollmer, uh, who was the historian at the time for Anheuser-Busch, and Ron Golden, who we call Dr. G or Mr. G, yep. um, they started the, the first AAU team in 1988. And so that team actually did qualify to represent the Ozark region in the AAU Nationals, uh, went on to compete in Washington, um, and that's how... Uh, ironically, you know, because of Bill Vollmer working at Anheuser-Busch, that's how we got the name Eagles as our mascot. Oh, wow. So in 1988, St. Louis Eagles were born, um, and uh, that's how we got started. So years later, um, you know, got into, I want to say 2016, we, we transitioned to Bradley Bill Elite. Um, but going back to 96, that's when we first got our contract with Nike. 96 teams, pretty special. Larry Hugh, uh, Justin Tatum, Ryan Johnson, that was a phenomenal team who won AAU Nationals. Uh, and so that was our first year under the Nike umbrella. We were one of the first five groups under the, the Nike umbrella. So that's how it all kicked off. Man, a lot of history there. I didn't realize that's how yeah. you guys got your name, the Eagles, man. That, that's pretty <laughs> cool. That's pretty cool. So uh, yeah. with that said, you know, for some people in America, now that they know more about AAU, you know, We've heard of scandals and we've heard of adults taking advantage of kids. But a lot of us also know that this is the vessel to get kids a scholarship and get them to the next level and play with better players and improve their game. So can you tell me a little bit, how do you see summer ball and why, why are you in it? So for me, summer basketball was a lifeline and it still is a lifeline. So for me, when I played for the program back in the early 90s, um, it was a way out. It was a way to, for me, my first really travels outside of the city, um, getting a chance to do things and see people, uh, different cities, different venues that I'd never uh, been exposed to. So it was a way out. So for me, um, that's what summer basketball is about. It's about allowing these young men um, from sometimes privileged backgrounds and sometimes not so privileged backgrounds to use that common ground of basketball. Uh, to be exposed to what's out there in life. So I think it's a lifeline for a lot of young men, um, and that's what it was for me. And so I see it as a way for these young men to earn an education, young women to earn an education, 
uh, to just broaden their horizons. Because I know for me in particular, you know, just getting outside of the city of St. Louis kind of changed my life. Uh, it, it allowed me to think bigger than what my uh, individual you know, situation and circumstances were at that time. So I love it when kids travel for the first time, they fly for the first time, you know, watching the kids get nervous on the planes uh, because they've never flown. Yep. You know, so for me, it's just a life-changing experience for these young men. So that's why I do it. You know, it did all of those things for me. And so I feel an obligation to give that back um, to our community. Man, that's, that's awesome. I can speak to that because I remember my first time really, really getting outside of Indiana was an AU trip. To <laughs> I went down to Houston. And I remember yeah. being in Houston and seeing these signs that were in English and Spanish. <laughs> and, and that was crazy to me, you know, and I know that I know that now. But like you said, you know, getting kids out of their environment and exposing them to more is, you know, a, a big part of, you know, that people don't even think about that AU sure. can do and change lives for kids. So, you know, I want to talk about, I know some parents often ask, like, what's the relationship like between the coaches and AU and high school coaches? Do you feel it's important and is it important for your program to have good relationships with the high school coaches of the players on your team? Absolutely. I think for us, it's a lifeline because <clears throat> that's where the players come from. Yeah. Every AAU player has a high school coach. Um, and for us to be a St. Louis-based team, you know, it's really important for us to have good relationships with not only the kids and, and their parents, but their high school coach. You know, for them to know that we have that individual kid's best interest at heart, and that it's not just about us winning games um, or pulling that kid away from them, but we need their support. Yeah. We, we welcome them to our practices. Uh, we invite them if they want to travel. You know what I mean? Come see what it's all about. Because uh, sometimes, you know, we, we try to make sure we don't downplay the high school coach versus what's happening in the summer. You know, yeah. yes, it's high profile. Yes, you're exposed to college coaches. Uh, on the live events and so we want to make sure they understand that they're welcome but talking about our lifeline I mean many of our coaches are high school coaches yeah uh, we've got over 30 plus high school coaches in the program uh, wow. many of them state championship coaches our, our head coach Corey Frazier on 17U uh, Tony Irons on 16U uh, Ryan Johnson just won his first state championship he's co head coach of our 15U team we've got Justin Tatum assisting on the 17U team. So we've got a lot of high school coaches involved in the program. So we definitely want to make sure um, that they're involved. Even talking to, you know, you look at Chaminade and our relationship with Frank Bennett, you know, the whole Chaminade pedigree with, with uh, Brad Bill, David Lee, Jason Tatum, you know, so it's important. Definitely yeah. important that we have a good relationship with, with our high school coaches. Man, you just named some heavy hitters for a lot of people outside of St. <laughs> Louis. You know, Tony Irons coaches Bashan, who's a national power. You know, Justin Tatum coaches CBC, who just had a McDonald's All-American, and Caleb Love, uh, Corey Frazier, one of the best trainers in the country, another state yeah. champion, Ryan Johnson. So, yeah, I mean, you definitely guys obviously have a high pedigree of coaches. So, you know, I know how uh, the tradition of the the Eagles, but uh, for the people that don't know, kind of tell us some of the things that you've accomplished over the years, like how many players have went on to college or do you, have you had coaches transition to be college coaches and all Americans and titles you've won? You know, I think a lot of times people don't realize how storied the history is of the program. So can you share some of that with us? Sure. Yeah. It, it's uh, when I talk about it, it, it's a little bit daunting, um, you know, to, 
really be a pretty young club, really, if you talk about 1988 not being that long ago, 32 years. Um, but we've had number of NBA players. Um, I would say we've got about seven or eight, no, I'm sorry, eight or nine McDonald's All-Americans throughout our history. Uh, most recently, uh, Caleb Love, who you mentioned earlier, um, Darius Garland, Jason Tatum, Brad Beal, um, Larry Hughes, Lauren Woods. Um, I'm sure going to leave somebody out, but I mean, you talk about the Hansborough, Tyler Hansborough, um, just so many amazing collegiate uh, and NBA players. We've got about eight or nine NBA players that have played for us now, over 30 plus professional players, including overseas. Um, so, you know, we could run down the list. Um, you know, ben McLemore is still playing in the league. You've got OG Ananobi at, at Toronto who played with us for a stint, as well as Pat McCall. Um, the, the Hansbro brothers both played in the NBA, who both played for us. Um, so it's just a number of guys. Larry Hughes, Jahidi White. Um, the list goes on and on and on. So listen, man, for me to have been yeah. around when those guys were young um, and playing in the club, I remember practicing with Jahidi and, um, you know, just seeing those guys on a regular basis. Uh, it's pretty cool to just call them friends and be able yeah. to call them up and talk to them and uh, get their advice and opinion on, on what the club is doing. Man, that, that is an impressive list of players, Tim. I got to I gotta tip my hat to you on that. So if a kid, and I know some of that is, some of this may kind of bleed into the next question, but if there's a kid trying to decide, should I play on this circuit or that circuit, you know, Under Armour, Adidas, Nike, or some of the main circuits, or if I was trying to decide between Brad Bill and another program, why would you suggest a kid plays for Brad Bill and or play with the EYBL? So I would say Brad Beal because we are player focused. Uh, and by that, I mean, yes, we love to win championships. Yes, we love um, to, to be ranked number one and, and have the championships behind our name. Uh, but if our mission and our goal is not accomplished of allowing and helping every kid to earn a scholarship, you know, we haven't done our job. I mean, we don't rest until every player that's played with us has an offer and a scholarship somewhere, whether it's D1, D2, JUCO, whatever it may be, um, that's our focus. And so we, we have those discussions with parents and players up front. And so that's our, that's our main goal, is to help those individual players reach their maximum potential. Now, of course, you know, you get guys who can play, you're going to win. You're going to win championships. You're going to have McDonald's All-Americans. You're going to have NBA draft picks, you're going to have, you know, guys that go on to do great things. And so that comes along with it, you know, part of that tradition. But I would say, you know, playing with us, you're going to feel that across the board. You know, it's not just about winning. And so we would rather have good young men that are really good basketball players that we can, you know, see them progress like myself. You know, hey, I was an okay basketball player, uh, but I earned my degree. You know, yeah. it didn't owe a dime because of this program. So, you know, I, I think I'm a great example because I can say, look, everybody's not going to make it. Right. For those that don't, you can still have a great life. You can still have a great career in something and use basketball instead of letting the basketball use you. So I say for us, you know, certainly player focus. As far as the EYBL, you know, I'm, I, I, I can't lie. I'm biased. Um, yeah. It's the NBA of, of youth basketball. It really is an amazing environment amazing people uh with amazing backing um so those young those young men walk in that gym 
and they really do feel like, man, I've made it. Yeah, man. Well, you, you kind of, my next question that I was going to ask, you kind of touched on it a little bit. I've seen programs that talk about how many, you know, how many games they won and how many tournaments they won, but they may not be getting a lot of guys to the next level. Then I see other programs that are like, you know, we have X amount of five-star players, but they don't always mesh well together. So as an AU program, and I know this is kind of a no-win answer, but how do you balance and do you find, is it more important to win or, or, or to get more guys scholarships? Or how do you balance that and to try to do both? It's tough. I'll be honest. It is tough because we, we are in an environment, you know, with the Nike EYBL um, that you must be competitive. There's no doubt about it. You must be uh, one of the top programs in the country to even get to this level. And so for us to have been around this long, it definitely is a balancing act. There are years where you have what you may call, you know, low major or mid-major guys, but they mesh really well. They play for each other. They play together. And those teams do well. They may not win a national championship. Uh, they may not win a Peach Jam, but they have a lot of success. They have a lot of fun and they do well. And then there are years where you have a tremendous amount of talent. And for a coaching staff and an administration, it's a lot of work to manage those <laughs> egos. Yeah. You know what I mean? To manage, yep. you know, minutes and shots. And, you know, that's a reality, you yeah. know, because we tell our kids really at our level in the EYBL, 17U is college basketball. Yep. It really is. It's high major college basketball. And so you've got to treat it that way. The players need to know that coming in. The parents need to know that coming in. You know, yes, our focus is to get them scholarships, but we also have to manage the brand, manage this team, and really introduce these young men to what college is going to be. Because as, as many of them know, they're stars on their high school team. But when they go to college, there's going to be a pecking order to some degree. Um, right. They may not walk in being that, that number one guy. So they need to learn how to play a role, learn how to earn their minutes, learn how to be a good teammate even if you're not playing the majority of the minutes. So it's a balancing act, but it's one I think we've done well with. We've got good people to help us continue to do so. I think that's a really good point. Most of these guys are stars on their high school team. Yeah. But very few are going to walk right in and be a star. I mean, every once in a while you'll have a Darius Garland or a Jason Tatum, but that's few and far in between. Right. Most other guys are going to have to play within the team role, and you, you learn that you're right playing a high-level AU. That's a good point, Tim. So, you know, we, we know that – uh, the first live period was, was supposed to be here in April, and uh, COVID-19 has taken that away from us. So how do you see this coronavirus thing affecting recruiting for some of these kids without having some of the main events this summer? Well, I think initially it was, it was pretty detrimental. Um, it was a pretty, pretty down period for the players, programs. Um, but I, I'll, I'll give credit to Nike and, and the directors across the country for really kind of putting their heads together. Um, strategize and just talking amongst each other about best ways to help our young men and young women continue to get the attention that they need. And so for us, you know, really just trying to use social media, um, just like we can't go out and play, the coaches can't go out and watch. So right. we're using social media, they're using social media. So we're doing the, as best we can to put out uh, video clips, uh, put together profiles for all of our players you know, we're making phone calls to colleges. We're assessing where we think players can play, whether it's, you know, D1, D2, high major, low major. And we're making calls for those kids and trying to make sure the coaches know, you know, this is what you're going to see when you finally do see them. But these players have what it takes to play at your level. 
uh, and at your university or college. So, you know, it's really, it's really a tremendous effort on our part to kind of retool the way we promote our kids, but it's been kind of fun. So we're engaging them. Uh, we've got a couple zoom calls coming up, uh, but we've asked them to submit videos and huddle accounts and, um, their social media handles, uh, just so we can basically put together profiles for each player. Man, that's awesome that you're still working for your kids during this downtime and not just relying on the main events that you're still promoting them to colleges. So, man, sure. kudos to you for that. So, obviously, you're player-focused, like you said. So, what are some of the things that you do, and you're, not just you, but your program does, to help develop your players skill-wise and for the next level, even maybe so academically as well? How do you help prepare them to get to the next level? First of all, you have to be honest. Uh, you've got to tell them the truth. You've got to ask them to tell you the truth. I think um, we start by asking, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What do you feel like you do well? Um, and then we're honest with them in return and saying, here's what we see. And here's what we feel college coaches are going to see. And here are the things you need to work on. And here's the role we see you playing within uh, a college university uh, or, or college team. So, you know, those are things you have to do. You got to be honest. You got to be transparent. Uh, you do it with a caring voice, but you have to do it. And then we, we assess those things. Then we try to put them in the best possible situation so they can develop those skills. So if a kid is lacking ball handling, if a kid is struggling with the shooting, you know, we've got, like you said, one of the greatest trainers in the country and uh, Corey Frazier. But I mean, there are several others within the program that really do have a player focused mindset to try to help the kids get better. So you know, from a player standpoint, that's really what we try to do. And if that's sometimes going outside the box, uh, a Drew Hanlon or someone like that that we may have access to, we try to put our kids in the best situation to be successful. And, of course, academically, you know, tracking their grades, um, ACT prep assistance, um, and being real as well. You know, if we see a kid has a ton of talent, but they've been struggling in a classroom and we may get them late, say, you know, sophomore or junior year, you know, sometimes that tough advice is let's look at a prep school. Let's look at a year after your, your high school season to maybe prepare you better for what you're about to walk into academically. Uh, and then sometimes that's JUCO. Maybe it's a junior college you need to go to first to maybe grow up and mature a little bit before you step into the real world of college basketball. So really for us, I think being transparent up front, it takes away a lot of the issues. Um, and they really respect you, both the player and the parents later on. You guys are obviously a great program. Thank you for everything you're doing to develop kids on and off the court. So if there's somebody listening to this who's not from St. Louis and they want to know more about you or maybe follow you this summer and see uh, some of the high-level players you have, tell the people how they can follow you, either via websites or social media. How can they follow uh, Brad Bill Elite? You guys can follow us on at Brad Bill Elite, uh, both IG and Twitter, and on our website, BradleyBillElite.com. So please follow us, check us out. We can't wait to get on the court and get going. Uh, but thank you guys. Marcus, I appreciate you having me on, man. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Man, thank you so much for coming on. And like I said, thanks again for everything you're doing to help kids. And, you know, me living in St. Louis, I get a chance to see some of the kids that you're helping to develop them into better men and get them opportunity to graduate from college without any debt and setting them up for yes. success in life, man. So kudos to you for that. Thank you so much for your time and have a good evening, man. You too. Thank you. Thank you, Tim, for coming on and sharing that wealth of knowledge with us. Really enjoyed it. And like I said, best luck to you and Brad Bell Elite Program this summer. Hopefully we get an opportunity to see you guys play and this COVID-19 stuff will blow over and we'll get a chance to watch these young men play this summer. 
Normally we would be closing up, but I got an extra special guest right now. Before I even came up with this idea of AAU Week, I already had Corey Frazier scheduled to come on as an elite trainer. Wanted to talk to him about training kids. And then once I started doing this AAU stuff, I said, you know what, Corey? He's a 17U coach for Brad Bill Elite. I'm just going to merge his segment on with this one. So Corey Frazier is, has won a state title as a high school coach, elite coach, uh, um, obviously for Brad Bill Elite 17U, one of the best trainers in the country. As we're going to talk about here, he's trained every player that's come out of St. Louis, guy or girl, who's went on to D1 or professionally. Corey Frazier has touched him or trains him. And so wanted to talk with him about how he identifies talent, how he trains his players and some, and some other things like that. So without further ado, I'm going to give you this extra piece of knowledge today right now with Corey Frazier. Like I just prefaced before, we're about to talk to Corey Frazier here. Like I said, he's one of the best trainers in the country. So thank you for taking the time out to join the details of life. Corey, how you doing today, man? Man, taking the time. I ain't got nothing but time. So I'm doing well <laughs> right now. Just blessed to, to be in good health and family in good health. Yeah. Glad to be able to do something. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate your time, man. And I know a lot of people know about Brad Bill Elite. We just heard from Tim Holloway. But I really wanted to do something with you because, in my opinion, you know, you're one of the best trainers. Not In St. Louis, it's not even close, in my opinion, but in, in the country. And so just wanted to talk to you about that and just kind of get, get your insight on that. So I know you're one of the best skilled trainers in the country, but just start off with who are some of the players that you have trained or you're currently training that people would recognize? Um, well, I'll say starting back to when I first began with, with the likes of guys like Scott Sook, Jesse Perry, who came up early on, um, Brandon Moss, you know, when they were going up there, Tatum, uh, Tyler Cook, you name it. Pretty much every kid that, that's ever come through St. Louis, boy or girl, um, I've, I've pretty much feel like they've come through my gym at some point, whether it's for a year or two years. But, um, you know, we still uh, generate guys coming through every now and then. So there's, there's a lot of other guys that do it too as well. But, you know, I'm blessed to see probably every kid that's come through um, in the last 15 or 20 years. So I'm blessed to be a part of that. And that's definitely true because that's when I first, you know, I got to St. Louis in 2013. But then mm-hmm. I started hearing about, you know, you was training some of these guys. And then even more so when they go off and be successful, when they come back mm-hmm. over the summer, I mean, you have right. a you have a team full of NBA. I mean, you have a gym full of NBA guys, you know, right, like you said, right, Tyler right. Cook, Jason Tatum, all these guys, mm-hmm. they go to you for that. So you got good experience with seeing and identifying talent. So a lot of times we see a guy and, sophomore year, junior year, and everybody's like, oh, he's going to be high major, or man, he's a for sure, he's a for sure pro. Mm-hmm. A few years later, we ain't heard of him. <laughs> but then we also see the guys that, that did make it on. Like, we did right. see right. Uh, Jason Tatum. We did see Tyler Cook turn from a solid player to a beast in the Big Ten. So, from your opinion, being able to train guys of that level, what is the difference? What are some intangibles or some qualities that you see in pros that other guys lack? Um, I think the, the biggest trait that most of them have that gene of work ethic. Um, a lot of guys have that talent, but they don't build upon it. I, I can look at Jason, um, you know, when he was coming through, even with Brad, those dudes spent a lot of time in the gym early morning, late night, uh, wherever there was a workout, where there, wherever there was a ball bouncing. Them dudes had that gene where they didn't take days off. They, this is what they wanted to do. Um, and they were talented, but you don't see a lot of guys who are willing to go, you know, and, and go to the fighter. I want to say that, that they want to take the road, the easiest path on. So these guys didn't take the, um, you know, the easy way out. They took the hard way. You know, they, they work, they work for it and they continue to work for it. That's why they're professionals. Um, Tyler's another case. You know, he, he's one of those kids who, um, 
you know, coming up, you know, had had a lot of things, very athletic, very talented, and very skilled, but didn't really hit home until he got to school. Like, you know what? If I want to do this, this is what I'm going to do. So coming home for spring break to work, a lot of kids want to go on spring break and hang out, go to Miami, you know, go out of the country. So, right. But, um, you know, for him to want to be here to do that for a spring break, Jordan Barnes, all those guys, that, that's what they, that separates them from the, the kid who has the, the, what they call potential from those who are, are trying to be elite. So those are elite players. Yeah, man. That's, I know when I used to train a lot more, I used to hate having to beg mm-hmm. to get a kid to come into the gym. Man, you know, it's like, I'm not doing it. Not doing I'm not it. begging <laughs> you to work, man. I, right, I'll give right. up my time for free for you. But if I got to beg you to come here, then we just not going to do it, you know? And it sounds like that's what you're saying. The pros got. Same thing. Same thing with the parents. If the parents have to make you come, then I don't want to train. I don't want to nothing to do. I hear you, man. I hear you. I hear you. So a lot of people don't know. I know when I got here, there was a training academy called WITS, whatever it takes to succeed. And you was was leading that. And then Mm -hmm. recently, in in recent years, you've merged and joined forces with Drew Hanlon and Pure Mm -hmm. Sweat. So why did you decide to merge with another mm-hmm. elite trainer like that, and how has that impacted your business and your brand? Well, here's the story behind it. Um, before WIT, I had actually started working with Pure Sweat, and that summer I started working with Pure Sweat. Um, Drew came to me, and we were um, at Maplewood, um, and I tore my Achilles that summer. So we, we did a lot of stuff over the summer in Maplewood. So I was actually with Pure Sweat, um, and then you know things we kind of Drew kind of ventured more to doing more than any of the other guys and I stayed with local guys and then RJ Ryan Johnson is actually the original guy who started um, with so I partnered with Ryan Johnson who's the head coach at Cardinal Ritter now um, okay. I partnered with Ryan we end up you know being co- co-owners of which what have you and I mean we did a lot of great work around that and I think it was um, towards the end for me was you know I'm here to get married things are happening what have you which was boom I mean that, and it's still a great program to this day but I, I took a step back because I wanted to focus on career, you know, with family and starting to think things differently and want to do some different things. And then, uh, I actually took a break from training. Drew came by and um, he talked a little bit. That's how it all kind of um, works. Yeah, man, that's that's interesting because, I, like I said, I definitely knew about Wits and what was going. I didn't know. Well, shout out to Ryan Johnson as well for uh, you know for y'all working together on that. Um, another thing is I know that you've been a coach with USA Basketball now twice, I believe, right? And so. Man, what was that like representing your country? And what were some of the play? Who were some of the players that you were able to coach with USA Basketball? So, so for me, it was um, eye opening. Um, first of all, what you learn at USA is you don't know everything. That's for sure. <laughs> right. uh, I, I, I want to say thank, thank you, thank God for uh, guys like Don Showalter, who um, you know has blessed me with a lot of different things in terms of just knowledge in general. Um, Stephen Coyote, who um, you know I reach out to on a regular basis, just talking basketball, man. So those are the guys who kind of took me, and I became a floor coach a few years back. And um, what it is involved with a lot of the training camps. So for me, I'm just trying to work my way up. But at those camps, man, um, every top player that's come through in the last what five to six years um, were at that camp. There was 100 kids there, 120 kids invited to that camp. So you get to see all of those kids, like you know the Jasons and the Brads, and um, you know Darius Garland was there this past year. We had um, Caleb Love. Um, I remember I had four kids there one time. So it had Caleb, Zion, Harmon. Um, um, you had Moses uh, Moody? Moses Moody, and we had another, the freshman over at, I mean, he's a sophomore, Cardinal Ritter. Um, uh, Luther Burton. Luther Burton, so yeah. had Our program had four kids there at one point. So 
Um, but then you got to look at national youth. You got Isaiah Todd. Um, you got um, what's the kid name? Um, that time with Gonzaga. So you got, you know, those type kids, Taylor Suggs and those guys there who are representing, you know, and that's, that's they go. And it's hard to make that team too. I mean, it is, it's hard, but it was a learning experience, man. I took so much away from USA basketball about the nuances of the game and how the game started to transition to more open floor um, basketball. And so even got a chance to work with a couple of NBA coaches while I was there too and some other top trainers while I'm country. So it was a good experience. Man. Yeah, man, whenever you get to be around great people, it always just makes you better. You know, iron sharpens iron right. on that. Mm-hmm. You mentioned some of the good players, you know, Caleb, Moses Moody, Jason, uh, Darius Garland, all those guys. Um, all those guys have come through Brad Bill. Uh, we know that obviously COVID-19 has put a halt on summer recruiting right now with the live periods. If we're able to resume, which I'm hearing that hopefully, you know, they'll they'll make some more live periods and all Fingers the teams crossed. are going to go Fingers to the Peace crossed. Jam. Right. I've heard rumors, if they do, who are some of the guys that uh, that have already committed to run for Brad Bill this summer? And what are your expectations at being the 17U coach for Brad Bill this, this summer? Um, always compete. You know, compete, defend first, and, and let the guys get out and go. You know, we were blessed. Caleb was a McDonald's All-American this past year. So excited about that. Two, two to three top 50 kids. But for this year, um, guys is going to have a breakout. You know, local guys, anyway, that will have a breakout. You know, Jordan Nesbitt has been phenomenal this year. He's had a pretty good. Um, watching film, 
learning who I'm who I'm going to be training. If, before I even train, I got to see everything about the good, bad, the ugly. If I'm coaching, I got to see the good, bad, and ugly. So I'm I'm a guy who likes to spend time watching them because I think that's the best feedback, and it, it makes your your clients comfortable and it makes your team know that man, coach is actually you know working hard and you know, I'm putting a lot of hours late night, early morning. So um, I I don't think there has been a day that I don't watch them to do it. So I always encourage people you know watch them, watch a lot of them. And learn your guys as well as you learn your opponents. Yeah, yeah, man. Studying film, like they say, I remember all my college coach always used to say, "Film don't lie." You might no, think you're playing hard, no. but the film don't nah. lie, right? Yes, it does. <laughs> that is true. Yes, that is true. So, yeah. yeah, man. Well, like I said, man, thank you for spending a little time with us today. I'm sure there's a lot of people that have heard of you. Hopefully, they got a chance to know you a little bit better. And if if someone wanted to contact you or get in touch with you. Uh, to train or anything, mm-hmm. tell the people how they can reach you or any social media um, handles or anything like that. Man, Instagram, you can find me at uh, Corey Frazier32 um, on, on Instagram. On, on, on Twitter, you can find me at Coach Frazier32. Uh, you want to email me, that's Coach Corey Frazier, C O R E Y F R A Z I E R 32 at gmail.com. Coach 32 is on everything. That's my office number from way back, Rick Frazier. Um, <laughs> and then my phone number is. is Public three one four seven eight zero seven one zero two. My phone is always so, oh. Man, that's what's up, man. I, I think that just goes to show, you know, just the genuineness of you to just give your phone number out that and that nah, you would take a call from anybody. My and wife say, says you know, my Bible. <laughs> that's your Bible. You always got it. Don't never close. All right. I'm always. All right, man. Well, I appreciate. Like I said, I appreciate you spending time with me, man. And uh, good luck to you this summer. And uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get out of this house and get back in the gym and you start making players Please. better again, man. I'm mad. Appreciate you, man. Anytime. All right, brother. Take care. Thanks. Thank you, Corey, for coming on and sharing all of that with us. It's always good to talk to you, brother, and hopefully you can get back in the gym and start making these kids better as soon as they lift this stay-at-home order and you can get back into some of these kids. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was awesome. But, you know, we still have some more heavy hitters coming this week. You know, tomorrow we have Southern Assault out of Texas. They used to be called YGC 36, Marcus Smart's team. They were the winner of Adidas Championships last summer, beating Compton Magic in the championship. High-level program. Can't wait for you guys to talk to Vaughn, see what he has to say. On Wednesday, we have West Coast Elite coming up. Ryan Silver, one of the most influential and powerful basketball guys on the, on the West Coast. Thursday, we have Chris Byers from Indiana Elite. And then Friday, finishing up with my friend Todd Hensley for Indy Heat from the EYBL. So, ladies and gentlemen, Like I always say, greatness is in the details, right? So make sure you pay attention, like, subscribe, share, and we'll see you soon. God bless. Peace.